welcome to Inside Flicks. For those who don't know what Inside Flicks is, well, this is a movie review and discussion podcast created by three brothers. My name is Mike, and like always, I'm here with my two brothers, Richard and Raymond. And what we try to do, we try to get together on a weekly basis to talk about the movies we just watched. And from time to time, we also like to talk about the television shows that we're watching. And we also like to talk about some of the, the news items that have come out. And then we'll start with that, with some of the recent news items. Uh, Rich, is there anything you read recently or, you, or is there something that you want to talk about? Well, let's start off with the uh, the uh, Sony announcing all their movies being pushed back. Uh, some of them, uh, or a lot of them actually, back to 2022. Right. So. Big, big, big announcement about how Sony has shifted the release dates for numerous titles, including Ghostbusters Afterlife, Uncharted, um, Morbius. Morbius. Yeah. I guess they're moving it back to the fall, and some of them are going to 2022, which is very, very shocking. Uh, what's your guys' thoughts about this? Again, Super disappointed. Yeah. And uh, of course, it's all due to COVID. And uh, it seems like they're only going to release the smaller films. And uh, I guess the biggest film is going to be The Kingsman, which was uh, originally well, what, a, a, what a about Fox film. So they don't really care. It's Disney now or. Actually, what about what about Venom Two? Because that wasn't announced that it was being delayed. Uh that's yeah. You know what? They they didn't they did not release that um, date or whatever re- reissue date. So you think it, they're keeping Venom Two and for what was it for October? I think. Well, that's a possibility because October is still, um, you know, a, a, but why not as- Morbius? Because, like, I was expecting, like, Morbius to tie into Venom 2 in some way. Well, maybe they saw Morbius and said, <laughs> you know, what is the January film, you know? And uh, they'd rather stick with No Time to Die on October. And then, uh, um, or so. Wait, is it, uh, No Time to Die is coming out this October? Yes. That's what oh, they're Okay, they're I thought hoping. that was delayed till next year. No, it's, they just pushed it back. It was, again, supposed to be like sometime in, in the in the, the summer but well, at least we're getting it yeah, as far as we know so far uh but yeah the first big movie will be kingsman and uh before that uh probably a, a small movie called nobody uh starring uh mr nobody Ooh. bob odekirk <laughs> as basically john wick and uh that'll be on april 2nd so this we'll see uni- how that is this is universal pictures too so like mm. this is not just sony universal pictures and focus features have also shifted their their slate of films and you know yeah it's a it's a tough time it's again like another it seems like uh it seems like 2020 over again where yeah it's constantly, lingering on, yeah. constantly shifting uh, uh release dates well there's been so many like spikes and uh, like uh yeah the it, pandemic's I mean, still here i mean yeah. uh, look it just killed uh it's, it's worse larry than king. ever <laughs> we just lost larry king and then that's uh rest in peace <laughs> yes rest in peace larry king larry king uh, apparently had covid a month ago and i think he apparently he was out of uh, intensive care but uh unfortunately he did not uh i guess he died from complications i'm assuming he died from complications of covid uh um yeah yes it's yes. a horrible story and it's just it's just horrible i mean i think they just announced it that 25 million people have already got covid in the u.s it's a tragic and horrible uh situation that's going on right now yeah the vaccine the vaccine is here but it's slowly going i mean yeah i mean there's a lot of people to 
to 10 for. I mean, we're still in stage one and it should have been, you know, quicker, but still, I mean, the well, line when, starts when, here. <laughs> when I think of Larry King, though, I think of his famous interview with Marlon Brando. Remember that, Rich? Yes, I do. And that's, <laughs> it was that's, like, what is it? No, it's it, it was spoofed on uh, SNL. SNL, right? Yeah, but Larry King has been doing uh, movie appearances since you know Ghostbusters. I mean, he's been in, in, in a lot of movies. You know, every popping up in movies a lot of a lot of times. So he's movie related. <laughs> he <is> movie related. <laughs> so yeah, but another kind of uh, news that came out um, is that Alan T Tudyk will not appear in the new uh, Rogue One spinoff series. Uh, what was it called? A Resident Alien. Oh, I'm sorry. The sci-fi channel? <laughs> oh, Cassie Andor. Yeah. Andor. Andor. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's talk about that, Rich. Uh, yeah. While doing uh, press for uh, his new film, or actually his new television series uh, on the sci-fi network, Resident Alien, uh, he was asked if um, uh, his his thoughts on the uh, Cassie Andor spinoff and... He replied, uh, what did he reply? What did he tell you? Uh, I think he said something that they're shooting it right now. This is a quote. They're shooting it right now. I'm not in it. But if it stays on air, stories keep get getting told. I'll end up in there. So basically, he's hoping that he will appear in season two. Uh, if there is a season two. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, everything's going to season I, two. I was shocked by this because I was 100% expecting that Tudyk you know, his character K2SO mm -hmm. would up uh, would appear in would appear in this series. Yeah, but if it's gonna be an origin on Cassian Endor, I mean uh K2SO is an empire robot, so it kinda of makes sense that uh, we gotta go back to Andor's beginning steps in this uh joining this rogue elite squad, whatever, mm -hmm. or whatever the uh, rebellion or whatever. So it, it'll probably be uh, a while before he gets to that kind of mission where he has to go to some kind of Death Star or whatever, you know, and and run run up run across K2SO and reprogram him, yeah, <laughs> reprogram, yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe Benicio del Toro will make a, oh. <laughs> a, 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 a Raymond, what, what's uh, what's your thoughts on and uh, when you heard when you first heard this story? Uh, I, I'm 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 very disappointed, but I imagine they must have some sort of you know satisfying story to tell, something that you know will be worth the wait. So um, I just hope it doesn't take too long to get there. Yeah, I hope yeah. that maybe. I hope that they at least start setting it up by the end of the first season. And what do you think? Uh, well, uh, are there going to be cameos by like a young Han Solo and again? And uh, will it make sense here? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's before. It's just before the Death Star, so it's in. There could be a Chewbacca and Han Solo if the or whatever they if they. I'll, I'll, you, you'd want to see Alden uh, come back for this one. I mean, I think I'm sure gonna, he, he wants I, to come I, back. <laughs> but I think they're going to use him for the Lando series, right? Might as well I mean, do a Lando also. I, mean, I think you're just going to overuse the character if he's going to oh, pop up. Like, and, that's that's going to be new. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, I mean they got they got it. I think. I guess it depends on when when it's when this series is set. Well, we know that uh, Han Solo was as a smuggler. I mean, he's going to be so. It's going uh, that makes more sense than uh, running into Luke Skywalker, of course. So, but so, do you want that to? Did you want to see Han Solo in this in this series? Not really. Ah, or do you don't uh, yeah. you don't care at this point? Like, just who cares now, <laughs> right? Uh, I, yeah, I just wanted to be good. So, uh -oh. 
if they come out with good characters, I'll be I'll be fine with that. But well, a, to me, like the one of the bright spots of Rogue One was the Diego Luna and Alan Tudyk's their their relationship. You know, their yeah. their their chemistry. Yeah. And so the fact that they they're not bringing that back for this, you know, series, the spinoff series, I was very shocked and kind of bummed out by it. But um, we'll see. I mean. I do like I do they I did they did release a co, you know like a teaser or production in production teaser, right? And we saw like some of the sets and some of the costume designs, so that made me happy when I saw that uh, what a couple months ago when they released that. Mm-hmm. But this this information, I don't know this. I don't know what I, don't, I still have to think about it. I still it's have such, to. It's a biz, it's a bizarre choice. Yeah, yeah. But I I think they I think they'll make it work. Plus, remember this is. It's not like this is going to be like a twenty-four episode season. <laughs> it's going to probably it's going to be like six or eight episodes, and probably thirty minutes long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be. I mean, so yeah, so hopefully they introduce a lot of you know cool new characters, and um, I you know, I liked Cassian Andor, but I in in Rogue One, but I liked um, K two S O more. Mm. So I'm hoping that in this series they'll make me like uh, Cassian more and then you know when once the two characters actually meet up and you know it'll be really awesome but they could definitely put a boba fett in it so mm. why he's already going to have his own show and <laughs> well this is going to be the young younger boba fett. No. remember remember boba fett doesn't say much <laughs> so you sound like a disney executive <laughs> <laughs> hey man that's <laughs> <laughs> Um, another big uh, news item that I want to really talk about real quick is that they released the first trailer for Godzilla versus Khan. Uh, Rich, you saw this? You, what's your first reaction to this to to the movie? It sounded great. <laughs> <laughs> what's that mean? Uh, the uh, the I, I kind of like the 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 um the action parts of it, but yeah, I still haven't seen the uh, the um. Godzilla, or no, no, um, whatever the Kong version, Kong whatever. Skull Island, Island? Kong Skull Island. Uh, uh, Watch it. Yeah, now it's on HBO Max, so I'll, I, I will eventually. But Godzilla, I saw that, and uh, the um, Godzilla was hardly there. And, uh, yeah, the, the Godzilla movie was that. That movie was not very King of the Monsters to me. So, yeah, what, what, what's your thoughts on Godzilla? Godzilla King of the Monsters, which was the Godzilla two, the sequel. You hated it, right? I didn't hate hate, but oh yeah, I hated that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the whole uh, yeah, um, the whole uh, Millie Bobby Brown. Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I was yeah, woo, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, Raymond, what's your thoughts on watching the first trailer for God, Godzilla versus Kong? I, I love it. I think it looks. I think it looks great. Yeah, I hope they learn their lesson. And this is basically this is going to be it. This is the fight that the, the the this. Well, the director is Adam Wingard, who's you know this cult horror director good, who he's got good track record. He did Your Next, The Guest, which these are two films that I really really enjoyed. Oh, okay, good. And um, although he did like the Death Note, <laughs> which uh, people yeah I didn't watch that. I didn't watch it. People have criticized it. And also, he did the the Blair Witch remake. That was his last movie. I, I like that. I like that one. Oh, did you? Oh. I I never saw it. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely loved Your Next, and I definitely loved The Guest. A Horrible Way to Die is also good. Okay. Um, yeah. So he, you know, he's obviously capable of directing a movie. This is probably his biggest movie ever, um, budget wise. 
because um, initially this was supposed to come out in theaters because of the pandemic. It's not. It's coming. Well, it's coming in select theaters and it's coming out on HBO Max. The fact that it's coming out on HBO Max made me made me <laughs> excited to see the to see the footage of this. I really want to see this on a big screen. I'm so I'm will so it, disappointed. Will it, be on screen? it feels it feels like a movie theater type of movie. Raymond, what's your thoughts on on Godzilla King of the Monsters? Do you like that movie? Godzilla King of the Monsters, that's the second Godzilla movie. Right. I hated everything with the humans, but I, I had I had a lot of fun with all the monster stuff. I thought it was a, a very entertaining movie. Um the the good outweighed the bad for me. Okay. Even though I, I even though I will acknowledge that the boring stuff with the humans is the majority of the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Kong Skull Island, you 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 liked that movie, didn't you, Raymond? I thought it was okay, but for for me, um, I again, I guess one of those things. I enjoyed the action more than uh, more than the rest of the movie, more than the more than the human characters. Mm-hmm. But I I think I overall liked the action more in um, in in King of the Monsters, even though Skull Island was more consistent with the action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just from the judging from the footage of uh, Godzilla versus Kong, it seemed like they're really they're really paying more attention to Kong his story, King Kong's story, uh, because the last time we saw him was in Kong Skull Island, which was set in the seventies or set during Vietnam. We don't know we don't know what King Kong in modern times looks like, and because uh, uh, it seems like Alexander Skarsgård, who was playing, I guess, a scientist or some kind, he's chasing after Kong. And we got Rebecca Hall, who's also doing the same thing. I didn't even know she was going to be in the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, it's actually a big, big cast, um, you know, because they're combining both franchises or both, you know, monsters movies. And we got one big cast. Um, yeah, so it certainly seems like they're going to at least give some more background to King Kong and and what he where he's at today in modern times because i get you know like i said kong skull island was set in vietnam and i'm not sure how that ended so um because i didn't see that movie yet probably check it out before I, godzilla versus kong comes out on hbl max who who do you guys want to win and who are you expecting to win <laughs> I, I i'm expecting godzilla to win right i mean king kong is just an ape right and godzilla has is more on, than king the, kong man but godzilla is more like a more than a uh a lizard, you know, he, he's yeah, kind of like a dragon. But, also, it's kind of like, uh, but King Kong is uh, romantic. <laughs> <laughs> he kidnaps women. <laughs> yeah, he's a rapist. <laughs> no, and and also it's, it's weird because there's there. It seems like from the footage they're setting up this little girl has a connection to Kong, right? And Millie Bobby Brown has a connection to Godzilla. So are they going to fight too? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like uh, uh, Indiana uh, Jones Temple of Doom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I, yeah, like like I said, this is something I would not see in theaters because I just I just don't I have no interest in it. But I definitely would see it on HBO Max, hundred um, percent. What do you think? I mean, since we're we're already going to be a, a Super Bowl uh, next week. Mm-hmm. Are movies going to even bother to advertise? I mean, it's maybe just HBO. I, I'm expecting HBO Max and uh, probably Disney Plus. Like, so we'll see. Like, we'll see some, you know, like the the Marvel series, and we'll see, you know, like oh yeah, probably a Falcon and Winter Soldier since that's going to be premiering in like about a month, right? And we'll probably see Godzilla versus Khan at a new TV spot, and probably some HBO stuff, you know. 
Yeah, those are, I mean, those are a, the only a Snyder two. Cut, probably. <laughs> probably. Those are the only two studios that are actually working right now. Every every other studio, which is Focus Features and Universal and Sony, they they're kind of lost right now. They don't know where to go. Oh, Netflix. You know, what? Netflix might might have a TV spot. I'm yeah, sure. they might actually open up a show. I mean, right? Yeah, it's all going to be streaming stuff then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's get to our, our just a quick talks of what we have been watching this week. WandaVision episode three. Yeah, real quick. Let's what's what's your reactions, Rich? What's your reactions of episode three? Yawn. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> close enough. Yeah, I, I found this to be boring too, and I I, I can't. And critics have been saying that this is the one that everyone should watch because it's going to reveal a little bit more of the mystery. Well, I, I'll I, give you that. It was just little. Yeah, it was a little bit. I I don't know. Uh, Raymond, what's your reaction to the episode three? Well, okay, I have, I have, I have, let me talk about the first two episodes again. Okay. I, I really like I really like the first two episodes, and I think a big part of the reason why I like the first two episodes uh, is because you know I I liked the sitcoms they were spoofing, mm-hmm. you know all those sitcoms that they were kind of parodying and stuff. Like I I kind of grew up on those, mm-hmm. sure. So I, did, I, I, I didn't, well, I didn't mind it. Okay, I, I didn't mind it, but when we got to episode three. They were kind of parodying sitcoms that I always hated, mm. even like when I was a child, like the Brady Bunch and like the Partridge Family and stuff like that. I I don't I always hated those shows, so I actually found this episode extremely irritating, mm. especially the uh, the breathing exercise running gag. I I found I found it so annoying, but I really loved all the furthering developing of this you know slow burn story storyline that we're getting. Like the the ending of the episode, I thought was cool like right. the last five minutes and you know when they start uh, i don't want to get too spoilery but when they make references to uh wanda's first mcu appearance and uh, oh, okay. I, yeah. I i thought i thought that was really cool because I, I i thought they were kind of just ignoring all of that <laughs> like you know well that that movie didn't really happen <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the, those parts i i do enjoy but the yeah the spoof stuff is just again it, you get another spoof of a of, of a series and it feels like next episode is going to be another we're spoof. Get the 80s yeah i mean what's yeah. going to be the, the next episode because this 80s. was like, like Brady Bunch, Part Partridge Family. What's, yeah, what's that, next? that was the seventies. This is going to be the eighties. This is going to be Family Ties. So what, family what's, Ties. What comes as eighties? Family Ties. Uh, a Full Perfect House, Str- right? Full House. Per- Full House. Perfect Strangers. I don't know. <laughs> Different Strokes. I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's more seventies. No, that was eighties. Was it? Yeah. It's pr- what you talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, t- man. I want to see. Let's do a. Let's do a, a Jefferson's episode. <laughs> let's do oh, yeah, Good Times. But I mean, it, the gimmick's over. I mean, that's it. That's three I get what you're saying. So I get what you're saying, but I want I want to get to the um to the office episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but it's still it's 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 very CW to me still. So it's a it's a shame. It's a damn shame. I, but uh, you know, knowing that they spend so much money in this this series, I I still don't see it. Yeah, so, it's more expensive than Mandalorian, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I, I still don't see it, and it's got to be somewhere near the end, right? So I, I have a feeling, like, kind of like I was saying uh, last in our last episode, um, I think the the sitcom episodes, which is, I'm assuming it's going to be like the first five episodes, are going to just be like half hours, 20, 20 to thirty minutes, and I think the final 
four episodes of the series it's going to straight up be like an hour maybe even an hour and a half and they're going to be like full like mcu movies basically yeah because they gotta they gotta set up this doctor strange thing and they gotta uh, set it up so, so the to the something that we can't wait for you know so they, they gotta make it somehow exciting so do you do you would you would you be as bothered with this whole uh, kind of sitcom thing that they're doing if they had just released an entire series all at once, like as a binge thing? Hmm. Um, or, or you, or you can't even judge. You can't even have an answer to that until we see the entire thing. Yeah, probably. no, uh, but uh, but I get you. I mean, uh, I probably would enjoy this this thing better um, as a binge, m- more bingeable because it's it seems a lot more. Like, it feels uh, like a binge. Yeah, it it seems like more like a a CW show or maybe even the, those Netflix Marvel ones. So far, it's feeling a lot more like Iron Fist more than uh, uh, you know Iron Man. Mm-hmm. I think that they were they, they're releasing these small clues every week. I think they were expecting people to talk about these clues, and I don't I don't think they're doing a great job of just releasing some of these clues. I think they're kind of just not that great of clues i just the mystery is not very appealing to me you know obviously they're trying to do loss and they're trying to do um twin peaks mm-hmm. but it feels like a cheap imitation of those of, of those of, of doing that it, it feels to me more like legion but i mm. do agree that it does feel like a like a like a a pg version a right? week a week version of legion yeah like it's not it's not fully it's not fully committing Mm-hmm. Yeah, watered down version um, of that stuff. Yeah, but but I also think part of the reason for that is because they're really committed to the sitcom thing, and I have a feeling that they, it's going to have a strong payoff. I really don't think that um, I don't think that it's going to be thirty minutes sitcoms the entire th- the entire thing. I think halfway through it's going to literally become an MCU movie, and I think it's going to be really really good once we get there. Well, I hope so. Yeah. That's, that, well, that's why I really think uh, this is, I'm sure this, I'm going to say this every, every time we talk about this series, <laughs> but that's why I, I, I feel this should have been a binge, a binge thing. Well, the, the only way they'll win Michael back is if they start well with the threes company <laughs> intro. That's more than likely what's going to happen <laughs> in, that, in the next episode. Well, if that's the case, then this that's is, the eighties, right? <laughs> yeah, it is the eighties. And if that's the case, cause threes <laughs> company is my favorite show of all time. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite sitcom of all time. Mm-hmm. I even like the episode where we saw uh, uh, John Ritter's uh, testicles. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's an inside story. No, the, the Three's Company is my favorite show of all time, and uh, if they do spoof it and do it right, hands down, this is my favorite. This would be my favorite show of all year. All year, or at least favorite episode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that was uh, our th- reactions to WandaVision episode three. Real quick, let's talk about Outside the Wire. This is a Netflix uh, Netflix sci-fi film, action film, I guess you could say, that stars yeah. Anthony Mackie and Damson Idris. And uh, it's uh, kind of like a, uh, a robot war movie. And uh, um, me and Rich saw this. I don't think, Raymond, you didn't see this, right? This is on Netflix? Yeah. Yes, I didn't see this movie, so sell me on it. You know, it's it's worth my time. Do I need to see this movie? Do I, think I need it, to see Anthony Mackie in this like future? No, th- this is that. This is a movie. This is above average action film, sci-fi film, right? It's above a- average. So it's a, it's a better than Bloodshot. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. 
And I think a lot better than Bloodshot, or yeah, just a little bit better. I think it's a lot better than Bloodshot, or some okay. some of the action okay. scenes, or some of the action movies that we saw last year. I, and okay. it really, it really because it's Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie is so charismatic in this movie. In this movie, I think is there the yeah is Anthony and Damson's uh, you know connection with each other but the everything else it's it's very basic to the the, the plot line is very basic it's very right. i mean it seems it seems like the whole thing took uh, took place in 12 hours or whatever so but uh, specifically i think anthony mackie is really really good here he's really strong and he and he really shows that he is an action star and i think this would get you um geared up for for the falcon and and uh winter soldier winter soldier i'm already uh, geared up for it <laughs> well this get, will get you more gear up for the falcon and winter soldier series which will come out later this year because anthony mackie is a legitimate action star and yeah the chemistry between anthony mackie and uh Damson Elvis is good, and we we what is that is that his name? That's not Eldris, it's Idris. Oh, Idris, Damson Idris is really good, and we've seen uh, Damson Idris before. He's he's the star of uh, the FX series Snowfall, and he's good he's good in that too. And uh, he's a young upcoming actor, and you know it's great. They're they're just happen to really do have great chemistry and. Uh, that's that's the only reason story wise it's kind of like paint by the numbers kind of story very paint by the numbers yeah it's, and it's 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 okay i mean the, but the don't, film, I, don't you like the like the robot designs in this film rich yeah i mean the the sci-fi on it was pretty good uh but um and i really liked how it's directed by um uh, Kill Ostrom, who I really enjoyed his film, uh, his earlier film, On Scan, uh, otherwise known as Evil in the U.S. Um, if you could find it, it's worth a watch. Uh, that's uh, that I remember. It was really good, but ever since then, uh, it was you know, eh, hit and miss. Uh, I guess uh, a lot more misses than hits. Yeah, um, he did. He did fourteen oh eight, which was like a Stephen yeah, King thriller. I, he was, yeah, he, like he was on. He was on his way. I mean. But then came Escape Plan, and uh, that's actually one better, one of the better ones for Sylvester <laughs> So yeah, he, he's a director that could uh, is worth a second look, right? And uh, this one uh, um, was just okay to me. I mean, Escape Plan, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. The, if you like Escape Plan, you'll you'll like this one. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I haven't seen it, but I mean you never know. It might be it might change your life. And. Uh, <laughs> Just to add on to the the, the robot designs, it, the robot designs reminded me of this uh, manga, Appleseed, which it was, oh, okay. which I loved back in the nineties or w- whenever it came out. Um, and and uh, you know, look, there's major differences between Appleseed and, and these robots, but um, it was it's better than I expected. I thought it was going to be really cheesy I, special effects, but it's it's actually pretty decent for an for a January release on Netflix. And it's a it's above average show action movie and sci fi movie and also Anthony Mackie he's the one who pulls it over the top for me cool I recommend this and the weakest thing about it is the ending for me the the the, the whole uh, the uh, yeah the ending yeah, the is ending. pretty bad but at that point I'm already hooked because of Anthony Mackie and and all that stuff all right so if you're an Anthony Mackie fan check this out yeah <laughs> and so another movie that we saw rich you and me is lockdown which is on hbo max and this was a quarantine dramedy heist film from uh doug lyman the director doug lyman and mm-hmm. writer stephen knight 
It stars Anne Hathaway and Chewie Tell Edge of Four and, a, and a, a long list of kind of guest stars, you know, um, cameos, yeah. cameos like uh, Ben Kingsley, uh, mm-hmm. um, Ben Stiller. And it's 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 was shot during the uh, during the pandemic. And their scenes were mostly Skype and <laughs> yeah, whatever. The, the yeah. guest stars were mostly on Skype. Yeah. 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 I was going to, I was going to, I was going to watch this movie, but I, I decided not to. So yeah, it's not, was that a bad decision? I didn't, I didn't particularly like this movie. It's, it's, it was it like a, an easy sit through at least, or was it kind of like, it's, I, I found it to be a, a little bit long, uh, but it, hmm. I, I give it credit for, for not being a total like zoom call, you know, cause it's not that. Yeah. There's scenes that they they shot, uh, you know. It seems like they were shot. They were stuck in a house, and there were a lot of scenes in the house, a lot of scenes. But it it, it does open up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, I didn't just I didn't find it really that entertaining. It was not really. Yeah, it's. I really hope uh, Doug Liman's next film, the one that, <laughs> with uh, Tom Holland's, uh, better than this. Oh, and, uh, wasn't that delayed also? Yeah, forever. <laughs> Probably like three years now. <laughs> Uh, but ooh, this one was hard. It, it was kind of hard to sit through. Uh, but I didn't fall asleep through it, <laughs> unlike some people. <laughs> yeah, I was. And, <laughs> and um, I really don't like Anne Hathaway's acting, and it really Ooh. stood out here that I I, I pretty hate it. <laughs> pretty much hate it. Well, there's some things yeah, she, that I do like in, yeah. in it, but. Uh, I I do like her in it, but um, overall, I know when she's acting, and that's horrible. She, I think one of her best films that I, um, I've seen recently that um, where I saw pure Anne Hathaway acting was Colossal, and that's that's you know really. Hmm. I mean, we mean you didn't like her in that movie? No, Colossal was her be- was awesome. Oh. She was awesome in Colossal. Oh, that's okay. what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 and and. The, but overall, most of her, most of her films that she is in, I see her acting, and I don't like that. And uh, well, I mean, she was good in the, in the in the. She's good in yeah. Well, she's she's good in some stuff, yeah. But right, she's good. In, she good. She's good in Dark Knight Rises. She she was good in Interstellar, but in this one, yeah, I do agree with you. She is playing up the comedy bits, and it's like an overboard. I see. I, yeah, I see her acting. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I was not a fan of her performance in this movie. Should we tell did did a good job? Should we tell always does, does a good job? He's he's. Uh, I was more. I think I was more disappointed by Stephen Knight's the writing. Yeah, the, the writing was not that great. Yeah, so yeah, it was. I was disappointed. It's a. It was on HBO Max. It's a. It's one of their original films. It's not great, but it's free. It's it's on there right now. If you have HBO Max, you can watch it right now. All right, so uh, another movie that we saw was News of the World. Yeah, which is the Tom Hanks Western, and he is reunited with Paul Greengrass, the director, uh, the director of uh, Captain Phillips, and I think this is the first time they worked since Captain Phillips, and uh, it's basically a, like a classical Western, uh, post-Civil War Western drama, and um, Tom Hanks plays a kind of a, a Civil War veteran who... Uh, mm-hmm. He he's now a professional news reader. He kind of goes town to town and reads the news, kind of like a news anchor. And then he meets up with a young abandoned girl that he must take under his wing. She uh, help me out, Rich. She is, oh, she was raised by Indians, and then she uh, doesn't even speak a word of English. So 
Uh, she, he, they both have to uh, get along uh, as they try to travel to find her roots and return and, her to uh, her return family. Her to, to, her, to return yeah. to her to her uh, remaining family. Yeah. And uh, so, w- what's your thoughts on News of the World, Rich? I I enjoyed it. I I, I really enjoyed it, and I, I I I wish it did go in theaters. So it did go in theaters. It was released in theaters. Uh, I mean, without the commitment. Yeah, this was released on in theaters on Christmas Day uh, in select theaters, of course, and it does does feel like kind of that old classics, prestigious film, and I found it to be a decent film. It's it was a little bit slow some in some parts. But overall, it was a pretty decent Western film, and, and, and Tom Hanks doesn't, you know, another incredible performance here, and mm-hmm. it's it's understated, and I was shocked at how surprisingly classic it is. <laughs> yes, coming it from is from yeah. uh, Paul Greengrass, where he he's known right. to do more documentary style, and even the style, the film, the filmmaking style of it, it's more classically. Uh, yeah, it's more classic. Shaky, it's more classic. Not a lot of shaky crown. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was perfectly. It was a fine film. It's, but yeah. I don't think it's going to be something that, um, that I would would put down as one of my favorite movies of 2020. But it's it's it was a strong movie. It's a strong movie. And the little girl uh, Helena Zengel, uh, I thought she did a pretty good job in. The, but it's still no um, Borat. What? <laughs> <laughs> The girl from Borat. Yeah, but that that, that girl is like a, a twenty years no, old. <laughs> this, this right, is a twelve, know, 12, 12 uh, year old kid. Still no Logan. No, what's her, what's the name for? Oh, uh, oh, I see what you mean with Logan. Um, yes, and then fi- let's uh, let's end with end things with uh, the Night Stalker, which is a documentary series on Netflix right now about Richard Ramirez. It's a four part uh, documentary series, and it's a, something that we all saw. It, I'm interested in what Raymond has to say because he didn't particularly lived through this time like us for those who don't know raymond is considerably younger than us mm-hmm. and uh we lived during uh richard ramirez so we know this kind the of reign story. of richard ramirez yes we we know the story current quite well and so i'm i'm interested in what you have to say after you you just saw the the, the series the documentary series raymond um i thought it was pretty good but like kind of a little overproduced mm-hmm. um i thought um I thought really it could have just been three episodes. I thought episode two could have pretty much just been removed. Hmm. But yeah, it was, I mean, it's it was it was good. <laughs> Did you you ever a heard good of- docu series? I got invested in in this in the story uh, early on. I guess by 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 the end of the first episode, I was hooked, and then the epi- second episode was a giant disappointment. <laughs> But it, it got pretty good again by by the third episode. And did you know much about Richard Ramirez before watching the series? No. Mm. Okay. So you never even heard about the Night Stalker even? No. Oh wow. Rich, what's your? Well, let's get into your thoughts, Rich. What do what you thought of the documentary series? Well, first of all, it's called Night Stalker: The Hunt for a Serial Killer, and it's on Netflix. <laughs> and what are you uh, talking about? That's what I said. It's on Netflix. Saw, you said Night Stalker. Whatever. <laughs> All right, and, and yeah, uh, no, it's uh, four episodes, and I thought that was perfect. Uh, I really, uh, it's very informative. Um, uh, of course, we lived through it, but um, I didn't know anything about the the children uh, being involved that way. Right, he, the he kidnapped children and he uh, abused them sexually, and just, it was brutal, brutally abused them. It was horrifying. There was a there's a scene in this. Ep- well, I, don't for- I forgot what episode, but. 
where we will hear a, a former victim or a victim and, and uh, who's, yeah. now, who's now grown a grown woman and it, it, this That's probably, the first episode is that the first episode it is yeah. gut-wrenching to hear yeah. that testimony from that brave woman uh, right. who had to live through this uh, horrific uh, uh, event that happened to her life and it's 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 that's the one thing that i that stuck into my mind after watching this series yeah out of all the survivors yeah that she she's mm-hmm. oof, yeah. I mean, um, and also I didn't know that much about uh, Laurel Erickson and the shoes, <laughs> uh, of course. And uh, uh, the reporter who, you know, from the NBC reporter who I, I watched, you know, her and Tony Valdez was everywhere on, during the 80s. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, but um, also I could have I could have watched another episode more involved oh, with the with. Hey, more involved with the, the the catch, the the catch itself, the 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 um, I would have liked the his um, capture, you know, yeah, his capture, the, the, <laughs> where the where the, the the city got involved, the actual city, not the cops. <laughs> I well, mean, the, the ones who actually interviews caught with him. more interviews with citizens. Yeah, those ones who actually, you know, the 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 uh, the, the the woman that he actually tried to uh, kidnap the car the carjack and stuff like that and her husband i wish they would have found him you know and get their story and then reenact reenact those scenes you know and no, i uh, thought they had enough yeah i know you wanted a, one less episode i'm saying i want more of that's that, yeah because that's, uh, that's nah. probably the most interesting yeah uh, I, I, uh story about the his capture that is that the, the neighborhood the los angeles neighborhood basically beat him up yeah and then he was actually calling for the cops to pick him up mm-hmm. and then and, and uh yeah and there was it, i think it did you know like like i said or like you said um yeah four episodes was good a good amount uh, um i like the fact that they they told it through the eyes of the detectives i liked it like they, it wasn't about richard ramirez per se it was about his his victims and the 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 chronological uh, timeline of, of his uh, of his victims and and I when I think of the Night Stalker, I think of the terror that he he struck on uh, Southern California, and when I think of uh, of Richard Ramirez, I just remember the time you know when I was a young kid and just being utterly terrorized. It, this was like a Southern California's version of- um, Summer Sam. Summer Sam, or even a Zodiac Killer. This was our, mm-hmm. you know, this was the, that, that was how, uh, you know, pop, we're not popular, but that's how, that's how big the story was. It was so, one yeah, and summer. the whole thing is also kind of produced like a, whole, a documentary that could have aired on TV back then. Yeah, that's the that's the one thing I didn't like about the the. That's the, the one thing, dude. That's the main thing. <laughs> I mean, that's the documentary. What you're talking about? It's yeah, it's very stylized. Where it feels like uh, uh, um, it stretches everything out. It almost feels like, uh, and I and I'm I'm convinced that they did this. I'm convinced that they slowed down even some of the interviews so it could match some of the slow motion reenactments that they have throughout the whole documentary. Mm, I don't know. Maybe I think they did because they it would be in slow motion, but then they would cut to the actual, you know, to the real interview, and they'll start speaking like in normal speed again. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I think they're slowing it down just to stretch this whole thing out. Oh, so did you not like this uh, documentary series, or did you did like this? Oh, I hated the whole thing. It was pro- how it was whole th- produced. Mm-hmm. 
but I like the the story. So I I mean it's a mixed bag. I it's I I wouldn't necessarily recommend this thing, but if if you are curious, I I think you know watch episode one, and um if if you if you like it, then finish it. But I I I personally think it should have been shorter, mm -hmm. a lot shorter. Yeah, you mean just like one documentary, one just one long two hour documentary? Yeah, actually that would have been perfect. Well, I, I, um, what I like about the there was things that I didn't know about the the case, and um, yeah, I think the the real hero of the of the story is or is the the citizens of Los Angeles, the neighborhood of Los Angeles, where he was captured, where they stood they st uh, st stood up and uh, took him down, vigilante yeah. style, or whatever you want to call it. I mean, that was a really really compelling part of the story that I remember because I mean I. When we were young, it was like, did he kill anybody today? That's how we right. lived, you know, for for like for four months. And, and it reveals how how stupid the the police were. I mean, uh, yeah, the, yeah. very Keystone cop. Um, how they didn't talk to each other and uh, didn't even bother to um, get the fingerprints off the first vehicle. I mean, uh, once once they found it and, and they they marked. It. I mean. Why not? Why not follow up? I mean, a lot of red tape and the, they had to go uh, through. Yeah. But it's ridiculous. You told. I mean, you know how important that first car is. I mean, be on it. I mean, you can't. You can't just rely on on another. You know, district. Uh, you know, it's yeah. We're it's, looking for the killer. Be on that car. It seemed like the no matter what you're doing. It seemed like the detectives were were more. Um, it seemed like they were more interested in just collecting evidence than actually catching the. Richard Ramirez. Yeah, they they want to capture a shoe. Well, the the idea was like we need to link all these victims together for the court case. It was all about the court case instead yeah. of like we need to capture this guy because he's terrorizing the whole the whole Southern California. You know, so I like the fact that that they that they had the detectives tell the story instead of like say Richard Ramirez's voice or something like that because Richard Ramirez is not not really a character in the in the documentary, right? Uh, which I I liked. I which I think yeah that was a smart move. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that they did right in this documentary, and there's and also there's a lot of things they did wrong with the the stylized version of. But like, I'm curious if like the things that were wrong, if it was like more of a Netflix type of thing, like they they they, they do that because I almost feel like a lot of those reenactments and those over stylized things were almost like a, an added afterwards. No, I think it's the director's style because he did a documentary beforehand. Oh, okay. That had a very similar. I didn't see the documentary, but I remember seeing the trailer, and had it seemed like they had similar uh, style, you know. Sometimes that stuff works for documentaries. It just it didn't didn't work here. Yeah, but the story, yeah, like like you said, uh, the story is that compelling that you you would probably would well, I would recommend it because I think, um, especially if you don't know anything about Richard Ramirez, this is a good start. If you haven't heard anything about the Night Stalker. This is a pretty decent uh, Wikipedia type of uh, documentary series. Yeah, I mean, educate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to stress out that we were terrified during this time. I mean, we, this is probably the first time I saw, I started, started yeah. watching the news. I remember, yeah, this was it. This was a, when I was like maybe seven, eight, maybe eight years yeah. old. And yeah. this was the first thing, the first event in my life where I go, I have to watch the news now. Like after school, watch five yeah, o'clock news. We had people come over, you know, we had experts to come over, like a security experts come over that they were offering. 
mm -hmm. and they would see what windows were, house, house, how safe the house is. Yeah, they would check the house and how yeah. easy it is to break in. Everybody was doing this. Everyone was locking the doors and windows. Except dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dad would watch uh, his telenovelas yeah. and lay at night. And, and it was also the, the summer. The summer itself was like the hottest summer of that year. Yeah, or that the whole that. like that whole decade. And dad would watch his telenovelas late at night and you had the side door way open. <laughs> we were like in his we, underwear. In his underwear. And we were like, Dad, please, you gotta lock the doors. You gotta lock the windows. And uh, you know, it's he didn't care. <laughs> but yeah, we were we were petrified, man. Everyone was petrified. You Richie, would you recommend uh, the Night Sucker uh, documentary? Surely. Yeah. Okay. All right, that was our episode. Unless you want to add something else. Lock your doors, lock your windows. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, so that was our episode of Inside Flicks. Uh, if you want to get past episodes, Rich, where, where can they find the pa our past episodes? Uh, wherever they found this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, InsideFlicks.com. Yeah, all right. All right, th thank you for listening to Inside Flicks. We'll be back with a new episode very soon. All right, bye-bye.